to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, and we are your grateful hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So, Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the call. So, today's topic is scarcity versus abundance. Scarcity thinking versus abundance thinking. This topic popped into Julie and I's minds um, probably about two weeks ago because we saw an increase in scarcity thinking amongst our coaches, amongst some of the coaching clients. And it's one of those things that can creep into your life without you really knowing it. So Julie has created what will probably end up being two days' worth of radio show content about scarcity versus abundance. But before we get to that, um, I want to shout out to all of our great coaching clients that, you know, I'm getting these incredible reports from all of our coaches, including our Julie and I's personal clients, that everybody's having their best year ever. I put a, So coaching clients, remember to use the... Uh, Facebook, the private Facebook page. If you're not on there yet, definitely request membership. We only have about 10% of you guys using it, but the 10% that are using it are loving it, so make sure you're participating. The, the constant feedback is that this essentially feels like last year, lack of inventory, buyers having to write over, uh, you know, write over list price offers, all that good stuff. Sellers remain in control. But what I'm noticing, that the biggest difference is, is the... Um, the fever has increased. In other words, there may have been some laggards last year that were holding on to the idea that there was a recession and maybe the market was going to re-crash and, you know, maybe the, you know, all those types of things. So people weren't completely convinced that the recession was in the rearview mirror, but they are now. And man, can you tell it when you look at the real estate statistics. So on the Facebook page, I posted a video from CNBC. So coaching clients hop on over there to see it. But it's, for the most part, things that you've been learning from the radio show, talking about the fact that there is indeed um, a huge, going to be an enormous spring market, probably the biggest spring market that we've seen in the last 10 years. And the answer, and the, the reason is, is simple. I mean, you know, number one, it's been a really rough winter for most of the country, so a lot of pent-up demand. Number two, everybody knows, and guys, this is a fact, interest rates are going to go up. Um, that's not just, you know, it's one of those things that we, uh, as realtors, we always say, like, interest rates are going to go up, you better buy. But now it's true, you know, more than ever before. It's, the Fed has come out, Janet Yellen has come out, and said, listen, I'm going, the rates are going to be increasing. Mortgage rates will be increasing. It's going to happen probably later this year. A lot of buyers know that. So as a result of that, they are out there looking to purchase something and take advantage of these low rates. So guys, bottom line is the wind is at your back. Do yourself a favor and don't turn around. In other words, keep it at your back. Let the market uh, elevate you to the next level. Do everything in your power to, if you're having a fantastic year, do everything in your power to continue the momentum. Um, definitely, if you're not in one of our coaching programs, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. For a vast majority of you who are having fantastic years, especially our coaching clients, do everything in your power to keep it up. In other words, 
don't rest on your laurels. Don't just pat yourself on your back because you're having your best first quarter ever. You're making hundreds of thousands of dollars. In some cases, some of you are making millions of dollars. Don't stop doing what you were originally doing to get you to where you are. This has to be, this is your mindset, this is a mindset of abundance, this has to be and will be your best year ever, which will be the beginning of the best 10 years ever, then 20 years ever in your real estate business. It doesn't have to be ebbs and flows. It doesn't have to be ups and downs. It doesn't have to be peaks and valleys. It can be an ever-increasing um, income, ever-increasing lifestyle, ever-increasing quality of life, ever-increasing everything. It doesn't have to be back and forth. You can have the mindset of abundance. You don't have to live in scarcity. Julie? All right, perfect lead-in to our topic today, scarcity versus abundance. Well, what are we even talking about? Now is the time to get your typing fingers ready, to get your note-taking hand ready. And also, our coaching essentials, our breakthrough, and our advanced clients, we will have this material available to you on our coaching website labeled as Scarcity and Abundance so that you can listen and re-listen to this and really use it. So as we're going through this, what I want you to do is think about how this relates to yourself, to your friends, maybe your family, to your prospects, to your clients, to your team. For some of you, you have a small team, medium team. Some of you just have an assistant. How does it relate to your assistant? And to the other agents that you're doing business with. And you'll start to have some light bulbs go off and go, ah, they have a scarcity mindset. That's why I'm having trouble with them. Sometimes, and I've done this with some of my most advanced coaching clients, Tim, it's interesting to see them being introspective about that and saying, you know what, I'm mostly abundance-minded, but sometimes I slip into this scarcity mindset when I'm having a bad day. I really need to watch that and take steps to keep myself in the abundance mindset. So even if you figure that for the most part you are abundance-minded, listen to the different points and how the scarcity-minded think and figure out what causes that for you. Sometimes it's normal for you to sometimes slip into that. And what can you do about it? If it's a team member that you've been having trouble with, maybe it's because they're scarcity-minded. What can you do about it? And the answer might be parting ways with them. That's okay, too. The main thing is to recognize what is the difference between the scarcity mindset and the abundance mindset. So Stephen Covey's famous book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I think that that's on our reading list, Tim, for our coaching clients, but if it's not, most of you guys have heard of it, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. That's a great place to start your understanding of the difference between the mindset of scarcity versus the mindset of abundance. So what does that book say about the scarcity mindset? So you might put in your notes you know, a title or split your page in two, scarcity on the left-hand side, abundance on the right-hand side, somehow to keep track of this. So what does that book say about scarcity in particular? Well, most people are deeply self-scripted in what is known as a scarcity mentality. What does that mean? Well, they see life as having only so much as though there were only one piece of pie out there. And if somebody were to get a bigger piece of the pie, it means there's less for everybody else. And so, Tim, just stopping on that thought for a second, I think that everyone can relate to dealing with a difficult agent is what comes to mind, where they do and say kind of crazy things. And that maybe is because that's their only deal out there. And so they over-negotiate, they cause trouble, because they feel like since that's their only deal, if they lose it, it goes to somebody else, and that's very scarcity-minded. Is that, would you agree with that? Is that what pops to your mind when we were talking about the self-scripting of only enough to go around? Yeah, well, you know, it's reinforced in the popular press, too. I was just uh, thinking mm -hmm. about the fact that over the weekend, 
the what news came out that California is supposed to only have another year's worth of water. Well, guess what, guys in California? They've been saying that forever. So there always has only been about a year's worth of water. So what they're doing is if you hear that and you believe it, then you're going to be constantly, you're going to start manifesting a scarcity mentality. Well, think of all the different ways in your life that the idea of scarcity is manifested, is, is reinforced, is essentially lived you got to recognize the fact that there, if you have that scarcity mentality, you will have this hypersense, hypersensitivity to other people's success. Because when you see someone being successful, you're going to be jealous of them because you're going to believe success is scarce, money is scarce. And when they are experiencing success, like California water, there's not enough to go around, and you won't be able to experience the same thing. So check yourself on that. Really realize how deep-rooted this mindset of scarcity truly is. You hear it all the time in, in uh, politics. Oh, we're, <laughs> here's a funny one, guys. How many years ago was it that they were saying, we're at peak oil, no more oil, oh, my God, we're all going to be basically yeah. riding horses and driving electric cars, right? I mean, that was, what, five years ago, peak oil. You guys remember that in the news? Now, what happened? Oil prices went down. Oops. <laughs> Guess we weren't at peak oil after all. I'm not trying to be political, guys. I'm just trying to make you realize that a lot of the ways that uh, people try to manipulate us is by leading us to believe that there's a scarcity of resources or there's a scarcity of money. There's a scarcity of success. There's a scarcity of listings. There's a scarcity of knowledge. There's a scarcity of love. There's a scarcity of happiness. Oh, my gosh, you only get so much happiness. Enjoy it while you have it. There's a scarcity of health. Well, you better, you know, there it is. You know, you guys have seen all the commercials on TV leading you to believe that good health is a scarce thing. You better buy this product or buy this drug. Pay attention to what's being fed to you, and you decide whether or not you're going to allow it to enter into your brain. You decide whether you're going to react to it. Because here's the reality. There is no lack of anything. There's no true scarcity, not really, truly. The only scarcity that truly exists is our scarcity to believe in ourselves, the scarcity for us to believe that we can learn to take the actions that will elevate us and our loved ones uh, to the next level. Because, guys, this real estate business that you're in, that's what it leads to. It leads to you having a better, fuller, richer life, and the same with everyone that you care about. Julie? Well, that's right. And so, really, it shouldn't be called just the scarcity mentality. It's more of a scarcity lifestyle. And that's what the zero-sum paradigm of life is, according to Covey, for example. People with a scarcity mindset have a difficult time sharing recognition, sharing credit, sharing the power, sharing the profit, even with those who have helped them in the production of those things. So, again, it's a scarcity sort of lifestyle and mentality and place that you're at in your head. They also have a hard time being genuinely happy for the success of other people. Many of our top producing coaching clients run into that when they start to have consistent success. Some of their friends will dump them because they're in the scarcity mentality because they have a hard time being genuinely happy for the success of their friends or what they used to call their friends. The scarcity mindset revolves around the idea that there simply isn't enough to go around. There can only be one raise at work, and if one person gets it, everyone else can't have it. There's only one listing to have in that high-end neighborhood. There's only one commission to check to be had in the brokerage this month. My paycheck only has a certain amount of money in it, and if I don't spend it now, it'll go away. Okay, So if I don't party now while I'm young, I'm never going to have a chance to do it later. I'm going to live for today. So the scarcity mindset always focuses on the extreme short-term 
of every decision. And this reminds me of some of our previous shows, Tim, where agents don't get work get to work because they don't feel like working. Well, that's kind of living in that scarcity mindset because scarcity focuses on that extreme short term. What's the most fun option right now? What uses up the resources I have right now so they can't be taken away later? So it ignores the long term of your choices. The most fun choice in the short term often will create long-term consequences. So, for example, avoiding your lead follow-up, avoiding your prospecting, avoiding sending out what used to be your regular newsletter. Well, short-term lack of pain can lead to very long-term out there definitely paying the price in the future. So if you spend all of your energies having fun right now, well, what's going to happen in your future? And, you know, real estate is full of that, Tim. We talk about the life cycle of the lead you know, when it starts out to be a lead, how long it takes for it to actually be well, a paycheck. I mean, this is very dual, prevalent dual. in real estate. Yes. Right. Well, one of the funding founding principles, of the real pillars of our, I don't know if you want to call it a belief, but our pillars of the people that we attract to our coaching organizations is their acceptance of the fact that long-term, ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, okay, right. versus so many agents who basically believe that they can shortcut it. So many agents who believe that they can buy some shiny silver bullet and it's going to somehow solve all their problems. In other words, guys, do you see how that scarcity versus abundance mindset, actually how pervasive it is, how it actually affects you directly and your very philosophy about your real estate practice, Julie? Yeah, so we see this because scarcity mindset creates sadness and it creates jealousy. If someone else got that listing and I didn't get it, well, you know, they're rotten, they're yucky, they must have cheated to get it, they're doing something illegal, all that kind of stuff. The other person got that special thing that I didn't get, and that person can take from that a feeling of jealousy towards the other person. And sometimes some agents even get ruined to real estate in general or to the market, and they start coming up with all the excuses and sadness and depression and jealousy and all that negative stuff that incidentally doesn't lead to a paycheck. So personal finance is pretty hard with the scarcity mindset, Scarcity mindset pushes you to spend as soon as you get it. This is why some of you guys have panic attacks when you find out you actually owe some taxes because you actually spent some money that didn't belong to you. You spend it as soon as you got it. Scarcity mindset causes you to be paranoid about taxes and causes you to avoid investing. Usually people with this mindset find ways to blame someone else in order to explain their personal finance failures as though the system is causing them to spend their entire paycheck before the next one arrives. So it's not your fault that you're living check to check. It's a problem with the system. The system's broken. You hear that a lot from scarcity-minded people. Now, again, on our website, we have posted a really great chart that actually sorts out some tendencies and helps you to recognize scarcity versus abundance. So we'll get to that in a second. And again, that's great for our coaching clients. You guys can refer to that, print it off, use it, take it to heart. So let's switch gears to something more positive, where we like to spend our coaching time with our clients, the abundance mindset. That's where the fun begins. So the other hand, the abundance mindset, and again, according to the Seven Habits book, which again is a great place to start, it's on our reading list, the abundance mentality flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It's the paradigm that there's actually plenty out there and there's enough to spare for everybody. It results in sharing of prestige, of recognition, of profits, of decision-making. It opens up possibilities and options and alternatives and creativity. It makes me think of a lot of our uh, interviews with our top producing agents, Tim. 
if they didn't have an abundance mindset, they wouldn't be willing to come on the radio and share all of their great experiences and their successes and their techniques with all of our listeners. I mean, they're a great example of an abundance mentality. They're there to share with you. And you find that amongst the most stable, most successful top producers is that they're not afraid. They don't say things like, well, I don't want to share my pre-listing package. No, our, you know, a lot of our coaching clients post their pre-listing package samples on our private Facebook page for all of our other clients to see because they're not freaking out that there's only so much to go around and, gosh, I better not share my best practices. No, the abundance mentality focuses on the long term. It involves a deep understanding that just because you don't get to have something right this second doesn't mean that you won't be able to have it later. It's actually a more mature mindset. Skipping a party right now or skipping going out and, you know, just blowing that money right away. I, you know, I think of uh, something just popped in my mind. One of those Bravo TV shows where it showed the agent uh, putting somebody in contract where they were about to make a big paycheck. They hadn't been paid yet, but they went out and bought a new car. Well, gosh, I mean, what happens if that doesn't close, right? And did they account for the fact that at least 30% of that probably is going to go to taxes? No, they wanted that immediate right now feeling. So I had that thought when I saw that, and I know you did too. So some of this is delayed gratification. You know, somebody else getting the listing in a neighborhood that you're going after doesn't mean you'll never get a listing there. It just means you have to hone your skills and go after it the way they did. So the abundance mentality is much more positive. It creates positive feelings towards other people. So if you look at a top producer and you go, oh my gosh, you know, they must be doing something illegal or wrong or bad, or, you know, they, they got that some you know, other way than what I have abilities to. That's scarcity versus looking at someone who has a really great business going in a neighborhood that you want or in a price range you want in your town and saying, gosh, you know what? They must be really good at what they do. Maybe that's somebody I should be in a mastermind with or be friends with or at least be friendly with when we're doing transactions together. I want to have positive feelings towards that person. So if you feel as though someone else's perk is not taking anything away from you in your life, that you might not yet have, it becomes much, much easier to feel happy for that person. Another person getting a, a great listing or getting a great commission check or finding a new relationship with a builder or something like that is not a source of jealousy or internal pain. You should be happy for them. They're doing a great job. They're setting a great example for you, for your brokerage, for the industry, because you know that person's perk doesn't actually take anything away from you. So, Obviously, when you get down to personal finance, it's a lot easier when you have an abundance mindset. You don't feel the need to spend a, the second that you get that uh, commission check because you know there's going to be more where that came from. This helps get you into momentum, makes you less paranoid about your taxes and less afraid to invest in you know, rental properties, fixes, flips, etc., and other investment tactics. So how do you switch from if, how do you switch over to abundance and actually cultivate that? I mean, this is all great, Tim, but how are you supposed to actually implement this? Maybe you just recognize you had that light bulb go off and you go, ah, okay, now I know I've been kind of negative sometimes. I need to switch to a mindset of abundance. How does an agent go about doing that? What are our listeners supposed to be doing about this? We're all about well, implementing we, we have eight ways, right? So let's just walk them through the eight ways of how they can switch from a – a, a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. 
And you know, Julie, it is kind of interesting. Um, I was reading along with you in your notes, it, and you were using examples from you know different things that how you can see the scarcity versus the abundance mindset start to manifest. But really, it is at the end of the day how much success you allow yourself to have, or how much success you believe you're allowed to experience in life. How you know is a trip to Europe a one-time thing, or is it something? It, the expectation, right? And again, guys, it is uh, everywhere around you, how you live your life, how you view life, how you actually allow others in your life to, your family, your friends, how do they relate to you? Do they relate to you from a, a mindset of abundance or a mindset of uh, scarcity? So really take all these points seriously as Julie gives you some suggestions and how you can start tipping towards the mindset of abundance away from scarcity. So Julie, what are the eight tactics? Perfect. So the first one is to have appreciative conversations. Rather than talking about all the things you don't have, what's wrong with life, what's going sideways for you, try to engage in conversations with friends and family about the multitude of things that you do have, what you're grateful for. Ask your friends about the things that have gone well for them in the last week. Focus on the big things they're working on. Don't be afraid to share some of the things about yourself. Talk about your achievements, what you're proud of, your personal successes, your experiences, and leave talk about negativity and the things you don't have and the things that you'll, you feel you'll never achieve. Leave that out of the conversation. There's no place for negativity. You ever noticed when somebody does that to you how repulsed you are and you really don't want to spend any time with them? All of a sudden they've gone negative on you. You're like ready to run out of that room. So don't be that person. So naturally you can't well, Julie, shift Julie, completely to that. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me, inter- let, let me interject in there. So, so one of the best ways to, uh, to you know, underline Julie's point here a bit is to stop complaining. Just monitor yourself to see if right. you complain about anything. Completely and totally stop complaining about everything. Listen yeah, nobody to wants what to hear it anyway. <laughs> right. And you just what do you do? When you're a complainer, you just attract other complainers to you. Complainers by their very nature are scarcity thinkers. So do everything in your power to stop complaining about nothing. Even if it's a legit bitch, keep it to yourself. Nobody wants to hear it. Seriously. Do you want to hear people complaining to Julie's point? Do you want to hear people bellyaching? Of course not. Do you think they want to hear it from you? Absolutely not. So stop complaining and notice that the fo- all the- when you stop complaining, notice how uh, the people around you who probably have, uh, are used to being around you because you're a complainer, and the one thing you have in common is your ability to kind of complain towards each other about different things. Ugh. When you stop complaining, notice how they react. It'll almost be like they're going to go through complaint withdrawal. They're used to you being a complainer. They might get quiet. <laughs> they might get right? real quiet for a while. They might, not, yeah. they might not invite you back to the break room to sit around the coffee yeah. maker because you're no longer part of the complaining gang. Yeah, well, one of our recent interviews, you know, on the radio show, he was talking about changing offices. And so I had him visit potential offices, and he was telling me about how this one particular uh, brokerage, it was like everybody in the brokerage was divorced. They'd all gotten together and bought a party house so they could all drink beer and watch football on the weekends. And how much that rubbed him the wrong way because that was so much not who he is and that he knew right away that this was not the culture for him. Because all those people were living in that scarcity mindset, right? They're just living for today, and they were all ruminating together, and that was not the place for him, so he kept looking. So some of this applies to your brokerage, maybe to your house, right, how you're handling things. So that re- leads me to my next point. Organize your home and your life. That means both on the personal side and the business side. A simple process of getting your possessions, your time, and your information better organized 
does have a lot in terms of cultivating your abundance mindset. So by doing this, you begin to see how many things and how much time you actually already have in your life. So whenever you reorganize your closet, you know, you're going to be shocked at all of the things that you find, you know, rediscoveries. I do that, and I, I have rediscovery outfits, right? And that makes me feel more abundant and less shoppy. I don't really need to have that immediate fix. Sometimes you might wind up selling some things or donating or consigning some things, and that in itself is also a generosity type of event, helps you appreciate things and help other people. So whenever you adopt a new time management tactic, you'll feel more productive because you've realized how much time you actually do have in your life. So organization will expose you to the riches you already have in place. And it's true, Tim, if I think back to clients that have been disorganized, they also tend to be the ones that fall into that scarcity mindset. It's definitely related. So here's a favorite one of mine. Whenever, And I know you do this a lot with your clients too. Whenever we hear either somebody who seems like they, they come to us in a negative uh, you know, type of mindset or some of our great clients that slip into that, one of the first questions we ask them is how much media they're consuming. Mm-hmm. How much of the news are they watching? So almost every form of media in some way revolves around cultivating a desire for things that you don't have or reporting on things that went wrong. So these are key elements of the scarcity mindset. It's actually fed to you. Some of this is not your fault, except for the fact that you have the ability to turn it off. So advertisements it is your fault are now. Usually, yeah. Well, it right. is, it's but their you can fault take now. control. Mm-hmm. Once they are aware right, so, of this, once you guys once you guys start tuning into what Julie's saying and you're realizing it, this is the first time you have that little aha, that little epiphany. At that point, if you choose to still basically circulate in the uh, waters of scarcity, that is your choice, and you now are accepting the life, uh, the limitations that you're setting on yourself, the smaller life that you'll live if you choose to stay in that mindset of scarcity. So now it's a choice because you recognize it. Yeah, and we talk about how to cure this as a media-free morning. That's one of the common topics that we have with our coaching clients. You know, it's okay to just browse the headlines and know what's going on in the world, but you really don't need to watch CNN or Fox or any of those things for the next two hours of your life as you slowly drink the entire pot of coffee, right? So you don't need to do that. A lot of those programs are selling you on something. They're reporting negativity. They're messing with your mindset. So the best way to battle that is to just reduce or eliminate your media consumption. Take an hour that you might have been watching those shows or browsing on the web and instead spend it doing something outside with your hands or how about this, some good quality lead follow-up or talking to your past clients. Use that time to do something to improve yourself in some way, either on the personal end or the business end or possibly both. That's why The Miracle Morning, that book that we recommend to our coaching clients, that really talks to this too. Take that time that maybe you were whiling away on something negative and use it for good. So the next point in how we get there, and I think Tim will probably continue this into tomorrow's show and make this a multi-part show. Uh, So share what you have with others. Don't be so, you know, one of the things about scarcity-minded people is that they hoard information. They they hoard things and make it all, you know, that scarcity uh, mindset. So by sharing what you have with others, and sometimes that's information, sometimes it's your time, you'll begin to see uh, several things happen. First, you're going to feel good about what you've shared. You've improved the other person's life. And secondly, you often find you don't really miss what you've shared. It's not taking any skin off your back to share with them. And third, what you share regularly, people are willing to share right back with you. 
So it's not just about sharing money and possessions. It can include time, knowledge, connections with other people, referrals, etc. Spend an afternoon helping a friend. Spend an hour walking someone through the process that you understand well. Spend that extra 10 minutes with your next listing appointment so they feel really good about the process and don't instead freak out in the middle of the night after you left wondering what in the world is happening next on their transaction. Give a little. Make an effort to introduce two people you know who might have something valuable in common. So this is like connecting your center of influence, your past clients with each other. So of course sharing possessions and money is not a bad idea either. Give to your local food pantry. Be charitable. If you see your neighbor struggling to do something, go over there and help them. Help them carry groceries in when you see them pulling up in their driveway. If they can't use their internet or something's wrong with their cell phone, invite them over. Let them use your stuff. You do have plenty, and when you realize that, sharing is not that big of a deal at all. And that, Tim, I see this with agents all the time. Well, you're not going to believe the time I had to spend with this buyer. And I say, all right, well, just from a financial standpoint, what was that, a total of 10 hours divided by the commission that you're going to get? Oh, let's see, you're actually making $700 an hour. You can't be a little bit generous with your time and give them another hour or two for what you're being paid to help them feel great about this monumental experience they're having in life called moving. So keep your heads screwed on straight, those of you who wander into the scarcity mindset. It's a curious thing, Tim. I mean, between the two, scarcity and abundance, which agents make a lot more money? Well, so, Julie, here's an interesting, as we wrap today's show, I, I love the, what you, the point you just made, and it's so powerful because here's a little idea for you guys. Whatever you're feeling like you want, um, give it first. So, for example, if you're not feeling like you're getting enough respect, give respect. If you're not feeling like you're getting enough um, appreciation, give appreciation. If you're not feeling like you're getting enough love, give love. And, you know, this is a mental exercise, emotional exercise, really, and it, it's so powerful. But if you're not feeling right now abundant, if you're not feeling, if you are still feeling some scarcity thoughts, just take a second and actually make a mental list or even write it down, the things that you're in appreciation of. Uh, a little appreciation uh, journal is something a lot of our coaching clients keep, mm -hmm. where you write down gratitude the things you're appreciative of. Yeah. Gratitude journal. So right now... Uh, if you're wanting to really manifest something in your life that you feel is missing, give it first and then you'll get it back. If you want attention, if you want appreciation, if you want money, guys, and you're, I'm not suggesting you give money away, but I'm suggesting that you give, as Julie just indicated, your professionalism, your time. Give it to people that are obviously qualified. We're not just saying go out there and run a nonprofit. We want you to be very selective on who you do business with. That's how you actually make a profit. But when you find those folks that are qualified to do business, then you absolutely positively give of your time. That is the, the exchange of essentially money for money, right? Your time is, and when you're a service provider, you're actually essentially providing something that has a tangible result. So it's essentially like giving money. So whatever you feel like you're lacking in your life, give it and see how long it takes to get it back. You'll be amazed. Almost always, it's instant. You know, when you give a little kid a hug, you get a hug back. How does it make you feel? You know, when, when you're wanting to feel like, you know, I'm, time is going by too fast and not appreciating life enough, Go and actually give yourself the gift of going on, especially as you know, spring flowers are now coming up. Go on, go out and, and enjoy uh, you know, the abundance of nature. Enjoy the abundance of our lives. Enjoy the abundance of being alive during this incredible time in history, during this incredible housing recovery. 
Guys, we're surrounded with abundance. We're surrounded with opportunity. We're surrounded with wealth. There's not just a limited amount of money to go around. There's an abundant amount of money to go around. There's not a limited amount of anything. Everything and anything that you and everyone else wants will be, uh, is there to, to basically manifest. There's no limit. Guys, this is the reality. And some of you who are more tuned in know that this is somewhat of a political, if not a religious topic. And it is. I recognize that. And so, do Julie, so does Julie, obviously. But we're not going to bring up that fact. But some of you who I know are very tuned in realize that what we're really talking about uh, is Scripture. What we're discussing with you right now is in the Bible. What we're discussing with you right now are a lot of the founding principles of our belief about how you run a successful real estate practice. So listen, we're going to wrap today. And then obviously we're going to pick up where we left off um, tomorrow. In the meantime, if you guys need us for anything, obviously go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Now, speaking of abundance, obviously, if uh, and hopefully all of you, are ready to embrace the idea that you uh, listing agents are, the, are where it's at and where it will be, continue to be. And I'm sure all of you are at this point in agreement that you want to learn how to be listing agents. One of the very fundamental tools that you have to have, not even optional, guys, at your real estate license, the next thing you get after you sign up for our coaching is – after that, what do you do? MojoSells.com. So thank you, MojoSells, for sponsoring today's radio show. Listeners, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. Again, if you need us for anything, if you're ready to enjoy a life of abundance and really essentially uh, enjoy the, this incredible real estate market that we're, you guys are going to see it this year more than ever before, go to FreeCoachingCallsForAgents.com. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.